All right. Well, good to uh, see everyone, sort of, kind of. Um, and uh, always good to start camp and, and get into the uh, process. It was a uh, little bit different this year. Um, you know, a lot of things that, uh, from a logistical and you know, rule standpoint, um, you know, didn't fall into place until uh, just about a week ago. And uh, so we've uh, tried to move quickly to uh, accommodate, um, you know, everything that's been put in front of us. Um, number one thing is uh, safety uh, for everybody involved, um, players, staff, the organization, all our support people and so forth. So, um, you know, biggest thing is to try to start the season healthy. And that means, uh, you know, healthy in a safe environment um, with all the required testing and so forth that we've been through. And um, I think the players have done a great job of um, responding to that so far. Uh, and uh, both, you know, in the recent week and in the previous weeks and months before that, um, that overall has been, you know, really a um, very good thing for us throughout the entire spring. And um, organizationally, uh, you know, Robert and Kraft family has responded um, with facility upgrades um, really at the highest level to, you know, put ourselves in the most, in the safest environment we can create um, on all different sorts of levels. And, um, you know, we'll use as much distancing as we can and other safety protocols that, uh, uh, are in place, uh, some of which I think are, you know, beyond requirements, in some cases well beyond the requirements, it's because we feel like that's the most important thing and the, the right thing to do. So um, that's that's really number one on the priority. Um, as of Monday, we'll be moving into a uh, kind of a phase one of our off-season program. I feel like this is a little bit of a combination between um, March, when we sign our free agents, um, and even though we've talked with them uh, and met with them virtually, we still some of them haven't. You know, we haven't had a face-to-face -face, uh, in-person meeting, uh, and also kind of a combination of uh, rookie minicamp uh, first minicamp after the draft, where the rookies come in and um, you know start to join the veterans. So. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a combination of that. We have uh, a break-in period here um, where the players can begin to train and uh, acclimate themselves to uh, conditioning and um, so forth, uh, getting ready for the football season, and that will gradually ramp up into training camp. But uh, for a while here, we're, I'd say, again, very much in a – uh, start of the off-season program, rookie mini-camp type of uh, state, and we'll you know move through that um, at the pace that we can, uh, and then you know in a couple of weeks, uh, close to a couple of weeks, that's it. Then you know we'll actually be in training camp. So um, that's what it is. We're, we're uh, and we're prepared for that. The players have done an excellent job of. You know, coming back um, virtually, of course, to this point, but coming back and 
um, you know, staying on top of a lot of the information we gave him in the spring. And I think we'll be able to, you know, move forward um, when we get the opportunity uh, on the field, uh, football-wise. No training that'll start this week, but from a football standpoint, that'll, you know, it'll be a little while here. But I think we'll be we'll be ready to go when it's when it's time to kick in. So, um, really, no, uh, you know. No evaluations of, of really much of anything. I think this is, uh, again, a period that we, you know, get the players ready to go, um, both schematically, um, terminology, all that, uh, physically with our training. And then, you know, once we get out on the field, then we'll, you know, we'll start to see how it's how it's coming together. So, but right now, uh, that's not, that's, that's, in the future, but it's not in the near future. So, uh, so it's kind of the update for now. We have a lot of people that want to ask questions. I'm going to apologize in advance. We're going to limit this to about 10 or 15 minutes. We'll start with Phil Perry, followed by Mike Reese. Go ahead, Phil. Thanks, Stacy. Um, Bill, I just wanted to ask you, uh, you had six players who decided to, to opt out uh, earlier this week for the 2020 season. What was your reaction to that when, when you heard the news that those players were deciding not to play? Yeah, well, uh, I respect all of them. Uh, and uh, I respect all the players on our team. We all have to make decisions. And, and uh, you know, I talked to, uh, talk to those guys, and, and they explained their situation. And, um, you know, they had to make the decision that was best for them. And I, I totally respect and support it 100%. It sounds like, Bill, there's there's uh, going to be an opportunity for players to continue to make a decision one way or another over the course of the next week. Are you anticipating more players deciding to opt out, um, or are you thinking that the players you have now will be the ones that you're moving into the season with? Yeah. Well, again, Phil, I think everybody's got to make their own individual decisions on that, and um, you know, uh, they they have to weigh their own their own situation. Each one of us is unique and we all have different uh, lives, situations, families, uh, environments, and so forth and so on. So uh, there's no, no two situations that are the same. Uh, everybody will have to have to make their own decision on that. And, uh, you know, I have no way of, you know, my, my crystal ball is kind of cloudy right now. So I have no idea what, you know, what will happen along those lines. Um, you know, I think everybody in the league, every team in the league, every player, every coach, you know, everybody in the league is involved in, uh, in that, you know, to some degree. And um, so we'll just have to see how it turns out. <clears throat> Thanks, Bill. Uh, next question is Mike Reese, followed by Mike Petragli. Hey, Bill, um, I think the question everyone's curious about this offseason is that when you were sitting on that bench in Connecticut uh, filming that commercial, what was the sandwich? That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's one of their uh, super dupers or whatever. But um, yeah, you know, I've never, I haven't ever done anything like that. Um, and um, I think you know we mentioned it on the on the uh, BBF website, but um, you know, it's kind of a difficult environment to uh, to raise funds now for. Um, Charities, foundations, and so forth, for you know a number of reasons, and you know this is an opportunity to to spend a day to to um, 
you know, be able to uh, fund the initiatives that that we have in the in the foundation for um, student athletes and and uh, the various sports programs. They're I would say in a little tougher shape than maybe what they normally are, um, you know, financially from an opportunity standpoint. So um, appreciate the opportunity that Subway gave um, gave me gave the foundation the support that they gave us and. Uh, yeah, it was a fun commercial to do, and everybody loves sandwiches, so uh, hopefully we'll be okay with it. And, I, I know I'm going to get killed in the rookie shows on this. I, I know that's going to happen, but I'll just have to swallow it. On a, on a team note, I, I was curious um, what appealed to you to bring Cam Newton to the team. And, and at this time of year, in the past couple decades, there hasn't been too much of a question as to who will play quarterback for you? Um, how are you approaching that specific spot this year? Yeah, well, I think, you know, that spot's the same as all the other spots on the team. You know, we got a long way to go and, you know, we'll see how things turn out. Um, you know, I can't control how players perform. That's up to them. Uh, we'll give everybody an opportunity and, you know, see what happens. So, um, I don't know specific to cam would appeal to you with him just to bring him aboard uh yeah well things worked out we spent uh you know quite a bit of time with cam and you know he spent quite a bit of time with us i think it was some you know mutual interest and um uh, we went spent spent quite a bit of um number of different people and number of different conversations and i think just trying to to see how the fit uh would be and and it was very positive on our end, and I'm glad it worked out. Now, Mike Patagna, followed by Mike Giardin. Go ahead, Mike. Good, Bill, and uh, I'm going to pull a page out of the Mike Reese playbook here and ask you about the face covering, uh, if there's any story behind that. It looks like uh, it's nautical or a, a lighthouse of some sort. Oh, it's uh, well, one of the snickety <laughs> gators. Yeah. Nice. All right. And with that out of the way, I wanted to ask you about the uh, lack of preseason games and how that is going to provide a, a distinct challenge for you and the staff, because obviously in the past you've used those games to help evaluate player, uh, you know, game ready players. You don't have that this year. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to take advantage of our uh, practice opportunities and and, um, you know, create create as much um, uh, you know, combination of competition to evaluate the players and also situations to get our players ready to, to play um, in regular season games and combine those things as we go forward. So uh, it'll be a little different uh, setup. But, you know, that's, you know, uh, my catch with college teams do every year. Uh, I think ever since, you know, the beginning of college football back in, well, I don't know about all the way back when Rutgers started in the 1870s, but, you know, that's the way it's been. You, you go to camp for three weeks, and then you start the season, and there are no preseason games, and you evaluate your team, and you get ready to play. And that's, I mean, that, that's what all college football teams do. And so, you know, I don't think it's anything that's, you know, revolutionary here. This is just, we haven't done it that way in a National Football League for a while, but um and i certainly haven't done it that way I, I mean i haven't coached in college but as a college player and 
growing up around college uh, programs, I can remember, you know, those those periods of time leading up to the start of the season and, you know, teams had their uh, scrimmages or, you know, whatever you want to call them and uh, ways to prepare their team and at the same time evaluate the players. And, you know, it's a process that certainly goes into the early part of the season. And, you know, that's, I mean, this is just football. That's all. I don't, I don't really see it any differently. Mike Giardi followed by uh, Megan O'Brien. Afternoon, Bill. Uh, I, I'm just curious, because of the nature of this offseason and not being able to actually get on the field, did, I, did that also help sort of direct you in, in Cam's um, vicinity and sort of continue those conversations? Because you know what his resume is and how long he's been in the league and how long he's done it at a, at a relatively high level? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It wasn't that way, so I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it had been differently. If it would have happened differently, I, I don't know. I, I don't see why it would have, but I'm not, I'm not sure. Did Did it make it more difficult to to in, in particular with Jared to evaluate where Jared is after his first year? Because again, there are 400 to 500 reps in the off season that got missed. Yeah, well, everybody missed those, so. Um, you know, this, that's what it is it's the same for everybody. And that's, you know, that, that's the way it went this year. And it's the way it went in 2011. Uh, some years are different than other years and, you know, there's nothing we can do about that. We can't change it. So we just try to make the most out of every opportunity that we get going forward. That's all we can do. And, you know, the meetings were beneficial for all of us, for the players and, and the staff. And, you know, we have a couple new staff members, but just, you know, kind of, bringing things together. I mean, I felt like we did what we could do. We got a lot out of the opportunities that we had. Uh, they were different than being able to go on the field and, and practice. No question about that. But um, again, that's what it was. So that, that's we try to take advantage of that and we'll continue to do that. When we get opportunities, we'll try to use them the best we can. Thank you. Yep, you're welcome. All right, next question, uh, Megan O'Brien. Thanks so much, Stacy. Coach, you mentioned new additions to the coaching staff, and one of those, Troy Brown, was announced that he will be joining Ivan Fears as one of the running back coaches this season. What went into the decision to move Troy Brown over to work with the running back? Uh, well, you know, Troy uh, spent the year with us last year, and of course has you know tremendous amount of experience uh, here and. Uh, you know, he'll continue to work with other other positions as well, the returners and slot receivers. And uh, but, uh, you know, I think just, you know, given uh, Troy's the conversations I have with Troy, you know, he's very um, eager. He has a very good football, um, he's a very instinctive football player and coach. And uh, I think that, you know, he was always great with the ball in his hands as a runner. Uh, he was obviously a great receiver, and I think, you know, that's a big part of every running back's job. Um, and, again, he was a, you know, strong player in the kicking game as well. So um, it was an opportunity for him to, you know, to be involved with a, a little bit of a different group. Uh, we've moved a couple coaches around this year that, you know, I think just expanding their um, – coaching at different positions, coaching different players, uh, you know, helps them become, you know, better all around coaches. And, um, you know, Cole was with the running backs last year and this year we work with the offensive line. Uh, Steven was with the safeties and I'll be with the outside linebacker. So 
there's, uh, you know, I think a lot of benefit of that. Josh, Matt, Patricia, we can go on and on about all the coaches that have, you know, switched spots around here. Um, but, uh, you know, I think Troy, you know, has done a great job with them and, and he'll certainly be involved in other things besides that, besides just the running backs. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, Megan. Uh, next question, Max Rulo, uh, followed by Henry McCain. Hey, uh, Bill. Uh, so I just wanted to ask about the, um, so at the moment, as far as we know, you haven't had any players uh, have to go on COVID-19 reserve list, but those players who eventually do, will they have the opportunity to continue to stay involved remotely with meetings and uh, to the best of their ability, um, you know, just to, even when they're not necessarily in the building with you guys? Yeah, so there, there are different, uh, well, there are protocols on that. And um, uh, again, when you say test positive, that, that there are a lot of different levels of that and a lot of different circumstances and so forth and, and how long that lasts and what the symptoms are and so forth and so on. So uh, in any case, we'll follow the protocols and, uh, and however the players uh, can be involved, you know, certainly we'll, you know, attend to them and, uh, you know, help them work through uh, whatever situation they're in, and we'll treat it just like any other um, injury, if you will, or you know, if a player gets, you know, gets sick during the season. It's it's a similar type of thing. What we do with them, how we um, try to get them back to full health and and maintain whatever uh, level of fitness and uh, you know, mental staying on top of the game mentally that we can. So we'll take it on a case by case basis and. Um, you know, I'd say we have a general plan for how we want to handle it, but again, each situation is different, and you know, each player is different, and sometimes the positions and other circumstances are different, where they're living, and so forth. So, um, we, you know, we've talked about a number of scenarios, and um, I think that whatever happens will fall into one of the ones that we've talked about, but um, you know, we're we're not there yet, fortunately. Thanks, Coach. Yep, you're welcome. Just a couple of final questions. Henry McKenna um, and Andrew Callahan. Thank you, Stacy, and hello, Bill. Um, How you doing? Good, to, good to hear from you. Um, so you were saying that the you know you'll give everybody a chance at the quarterback position, so it's sort of an open competition, which, as Mike Reese noted, very different from previous years. So, how do you, as a coaching staff, begin to build? and install a playbook because obviously you want to make sure that playbook highlights your quarterback's strengths and you're not sure who that quarterback will be yet. Yeah. And again, I, I think that's, you know, rather than answer a specific question about a specific position, it's really the same for all positions. Uh, you, you set up a general structure uh that you implement um everybody needs to learn certain fundamentals certain basics um and every player no matter how long he's played whether he's played two years or 20 years there's still a basic progression to training camp uh at that player's position and so that's really what we're going to do that's where we're going to start um and that's in my opinion what needs to be done uh, regardless of who the player is what position he plays uh, again, whether he's been here for 10 years or whether he's been here for this is his first year, um, there's still, you know, a certain process that we have to go through. And there are certain fundamentals and, and basics in our um, 
offensive, defensive, and special team systems that need to be taught. And it would be very hard for any player to, uh, you know, function well without without doing those. So I, I don't think you start off uh, in training camp with your football team, you know, putting in a triple reverse and a double reverse pass and, you know, things like that that might highlight a particular player or that type of thing. Um, you know, that's that's those are the kind of things that, that come down the road a little bit. Um, in order to be a good football team, you need to be good fundamentally. You need to be sound. Uh, everybody needs to be able to execute basic assignments, techniques, and make basic adjustments. And those, those transcend to everybody in every unit. Uh, I don't think there's any way around that. So that's what we've always done. That's what we continue to do. Uh, I think that's the way to do it. We've had, you know, decent amount of success doing it that way. And I just, I just don't see it happening any differently. And the last two questions, Andrew Callahan and Doug Tide. Thank you, Stacey, and thanks, Bill, for taking the time here today. Just uh, two quick ones for me. Um, are you aware of any players who tested positive today? Yeah, and again, uh, I appreciate the question, but I you know, hope you can respect the fact that, you know, legally uh, by, you know, state and federal law we're not allowed to talk about that so uh, I'm, I'm not going to answer that question um, you know today or any other day I'm just simply not permitted to do that uh, so that's you know that's the way it is now if an individual player wants to talk about his medical situation then that's something else but uh, that's not something that I'm permitted to do and so I'm not going to do it okay um, the next one was what factors led you to believe that keeping 80 players for camp um, was better than 90 and, and doing this with God and that was what was best for the team? Yeah, well, you have two options. If you keep 90, you have to split the team into two different groups. And if you keep 80, you don't. Uh, and then everybody's going to have to go to 80 on um, August 16th. Uh, there's probably going to be other teams that will go to 80, um, I would say, on Monday you know, tomorrow or uh, Sunday or Monday. So those are kind of our options was to, was to keep the team together uh, now or keep them apart uh, and have separate virtual meetings and then bring them together um, at the start of this week or continue to keep them apart and bring them all together uh, on the 16th when, when the rosters, uh, the mandatory cut down uh, to 80 occurs. Uh, so we felt like this is the best option for our team, so that's why we did it. Last question, Doug Kide. Hey, Bill. Hope you're doing well. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm fine. How about you? Doing doing pretty well. It's uh, right. been a nice summer. <laughs> but uh, you guys brought aboard Jed Fish, obviously his quarterback's coach. What was the connection there, um, and how did you kind of get to know him? Yeah, well, Jed um, – you know, I think a lot of our staff members uh, knew Jed, and you know I've known Jed for a number of years. Um, and of course, he you know grew up in New Jersey, and um, obviously I'm a lot older than he is, but you know, few connections back there in New Jersey um, when I was with the Giants. Um, but um, you know, he's been in a number of different uh, number of different places, uh, both professionally and collegiately, and. You know, we've talked about players that he's coached or, you know, even when he was at Jacksonville uh, and so forth. So 
You know, Jed's got a, a lot of experience, um, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, as quarterbacks, coordinator, play caller, um, you know, receivers, skill positions. So, um, you know, I think his his experience and overall, um, you know, coaching experience, knowledge, knowledge of being, you know, position coach, coordinator, um, even his interim head coach experience there at UCLA. You know, he just brings a lot of experience and and uh, you know wisdom to our staff, and and uh, I think that's again a number of our other coaches also have you know have interacted with Jed through the years. So um, it's he's made a good transition. I'm glad we have him. He's done a done a great job of you know acclimating himself, bringing in some new ideas, but at the same time going back to what I said initially, you know, learning the fundamentals and foundation that. Um, you know, our, our team and uh, specifically our offense is built on. And you know, before we start, you know, adding, adding things to it, we have to understand what, you know, what we need to do from a fundamental standpoint. And that's, uh, he's done an excellent job of, you know, doing that and kind of merging those two together. So uh, look forward to working with him this year. I mean, you know, he's, he's been here, but we really, none of us have really had a chance to, to work together very much. So, uh, you know, looking forward to that. Thanks. Great. Well, I appreciate, uh, appreciate everyone, and um, we'll we'll talk again soon. All right. Stay safe and stay healthy. Have a good day.